I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You said you were rolling. You weren't rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. Come on! (laughs) (laughs) Never in the wrong time or wrong place, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. West Ham are against Manchester United. Fulham are in action and Man City... Loving this shit right here. <laughs> Marcus ran out of time on the intro music, and I noticed it. Yeah, and Man City are in action too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Were you put off by Jim and I doing a bit of limp biscuit? You know, I was a little. I was a little bit. Mm. I have to say, and the intro music. I think Pete's nipped out a second just to test me. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah. Get oh yeah. What we're going for? <laughs> I, I I would disagree with that purely because I've never known Pete to voluntarily take on Labour, so it might just be... or any of the political parties. Yeah. <laughs> but it might just be you slowing down in your old age. Old yeah, oh, Gordon oh. Bennett, it's happening on the pitch and now off it, <laughs> bloody Nora. And on the mics, I'll tell you something though. West Ham, eh? Yeah. West Ham, they were in the Carabao Cup this week. They they nearly went one nil down, but they responded well. Yeah, they did all right, didn't yeah. they? <laughs> Bounced back, yeah. it's fair to say, against League Two. It's, it's almost like they're playing the worst team in the football league. <laughs> yeah. And they put them to the sword. Yeah. You can't, really... Listen, you can only beat what's put in front of you, as yes. people occasionally mm. say. And then you can just keep beating it into yeah. submission over and over mm. again. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, so 8 0, have some of that. Their biggest win since 1983. Yes. That'll keep the punters happy. 35 years ago. Until mm. potentially they play Manchester United uh, very, very soon. But they've shown signs of improvement West Ham after a terrible start uh, and that loss against Wolves where they were quite derided we had a little pop at them as well I would say that their, beat, their beating of Everton and their very creditable draw against Chelsea which we didn't actually talk about on Monday um, were more indicative of their improvement than beating a Macclesfield team um, who are poor mm. I mean very. I mean, they're the worst team in the football league so, mm. so of course you only be, as I said you can only beat what's been in front of you uh, and you don't want to have a, a difficult night at the office of against that type of team um, but to hold Chelsea to keep a clean sheet against Chelsea and I mean Yarmolenko was it who should have scored yeah. I, I don't you know, want to yeah he should have I, I don't want to divert too much from that from that just very, very quickly because we didn't mention it on Monday mm. did you see that record that Jorginho broke no. uh, oh the it, passing record 180 passes mm. in one game which is basically a pass every thirty seconds. If you if you assume that the ball's in play all the time, which it isn't, it's Leon Britton-esque. It's absolutely it is. It's Leon. He's in Leon Britton's league right now. It's, it's incredible. A lot of the ball, aren't you? But anyway, you really don't want to keep hold of it. <laughs> Man United had a very difficult uh, time at the office last night, which maybe we'll come on to. Which so, office? So yeah, so West Ham will um, mostly Edward was office. Yeah, uh, but but, um, but we'll come on to that. West Ham play them, of course, and I was really pleased with uh, the performance of Grady Dianjana, who look, looks a fantastic mm. talent. Mm. I yeah, it was his it was his debut. Wasn't wasn't it, for yeah. the, for the Every time he had the ball in my head, it was, I like the way you move. Is that right? Yeah, because he's got, he ta- he, I like the way he moves. Well, he takes off good positions. And I'll tell you something, Luke, it's interesting to say that because he says that he styles his game on Ronaldinho, hopefully just on the pitch. <laughs> See, I mean, now, really... off the pitch too, for our sake. <laughs> I mean, no, 
okay, yeah, fair I'm enough. I'm intrigued by that when players say that because does that just mean that I used to pretend to be Ronaldinho in the playground? Yeah. You know, yeah. like you pretend to be a player. Who when did you're you a used kid? to pretend? Ian to be. Wright. Did you? Yeah. 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 Peter Beardsley. Yeah. 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 Is that right? About you guys. Um, sadly enough. It's difficult to say Paul Walsh probably or Guy Whittingham maybe. Mm. Guy yeah. Whittingham, he's not yeah. going to be money. All, yeah. all of the legends. What about you, me? Marcus? Uh, all Did of reveal anything? Who me, Richard? Yeah, uh, yeah, Richard Keys. Anyway, Marcus is sat on, on the playground bench with a little pretend mic yeah. stick for a microphone, turned to be Richard Keys in a terrible bright yellow yeah. ill-fitting jacket, like a hair oh. shirt. <laughs> All right, you had Jim. the opposite of laser surgery when people have their hair All right, Jim. <laughs> Jim, you have to take it too far, don't you? Sorry, you do, yeah. uh, Don't have a go at his hair. Don't have a go. There's a lot it's of it. It's just the hair on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and it's staying there, so don't worry. Sorry. Unless it brushes past you. Um, yes, West Ham. I mean, yeah, so um, he models his game on Ronaldinho. He got a couple of goals. And uh, with, with Declan Rice in the side... You think to yourself, hey, come on. We talked on Monday about young English talents. We want to bloody see them. Yeah. yeah. For crying out loud. Rice and ham together at last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a new dish being it's served down there. Bit of controversy around um, Declan Rice. Of course, he's a great young talent and played more than a handful of games for West Ham now and looked very good doing so in the top flight. Um, Danny Murphy was on the radio the other day, wasn't he, saying that it's unbelievable that Declan Rice hasn't got a new contract yet. Oh, West Ham um, weren't happy with that. They weren't because they said that there's some sort of link between Danny Murphy and Declan Rice sharing an agent or something like that Ooh. in the past. The real story here, I mean, I don't know what West Ham have got to complain about there personally, um, but the real story here, here is that West Ham want to pay Declan Rice, um, I think, 15000 yep. a week or something, plus Just performance bonuses, and Declan Rice and his representative want nearer 30000 a week, and that's, <laughs> the, that's the, the problem. Of course, these days in football, that starts getting public. Clubs, are, bigger clubs, are going to be sniffing around. Yeah. So, so they, that's, they find that's, that's a squad rotation fee, isn't it? It's squad rotation amount of money isn't it? thirty grand. That's someone who'd sit on the bench. For he's one, he's, one, he's one, at the Premier League level. I mean, yeah, it's not not, not unheard of. But are you saying West Ham's the least of West Ham's admin troubles is Danny Murphy? Yeah, <laughs> I'll try and unpack that question. Um, what I am saying is, how about I tell you what I am saying? Yeah, okay, right. Um, that they've just settled on this situation, where they've settled on a formation where they have an extra man in midfield. It works for them. They're, they're showing mm-hmm. some improvement in their performances. And in typical West Ham style, based on what we all agreed at the start of the season, the best thing that West Ham's ownership can do is just do their job properly and keep quiet. Mm-hmm. And there lies all of the a problem. sudden, all of a sudden, their most promising young player is now in the, in the subject of, of public contract negotiations, mm-hmm. which is the last thing they want. Um, that said, they're only playing Man United this weekend, so <laughs> that might yeah. be all right. Well, I mean, that's a you know, it's a the eight 0 win. Obviously, it's not indicative of, of how they're going to be in the Premier League, but it is a huge boost, and it's one of those one of those nights people will remember at the stadium. And as we've said yes. before, about whenever anyone moves into a new stadium, you, you know, it's important to create those memories and really to, good you point. Know, begin that bond. And I think they might get something this weekend, especially you know having drawn with Chelsea, a lot of confidence when West Ham. When West Ham's fans are behind their team, they are a huge, huge asset. And mm-hmm. There's no reason they shouldn't be at the moment. Yeah, very much so. Well, so it's the third home game in a row as well, Jim, this weekend, which give them a chance to build up some momentum as well, you know. Right enough. Right enough. And, and, and talking to these young players, there's nothing like a young player coming through the academy uh, to, to, to give the home yeah. side or, or to give the club a little well, bit of a Especially as their whole um, identity is having a bit of a crisis, isn't it? Like their, their, their new stadium and Seems stuff to be, like that. It? Yeah. I in, think in anything, recent any, times, Peter. If any, anything that can kind of... Um, uh, anchor themselves to uh, Eastland, galvanise the team. Yes. Well, they're three to one to beat Man United with Bet three six five this weekend. Ten pound returns, forty pound including stake. Yes, Man United beaten at home on penalties by Frank Lampard's 
Derby County. What a penalty shootout. Mm. The lot of quality. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Mason Mount stepped up. Yeah. My the boy. It's like, do, do English players just think, yeah, we're good at penalties now? Uh, Phil Jones. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, there's an exception to that rule. Yeah. I think in that shootout. I mean, Mourinho said, oh, "I knew we were in trouble when we had to rely on Phil Jones and Eric Bailly." Yeah, well, I've been that. telling you that for ages. I was like, but Bailly didn't even take one, did he? <laughs> no. I was like, so don't he didn't do... even mean the penalty shootout. Yeah. <laughs> there's no need to have a pop. It's, yeah, there. absolutely. It's like you're saying, "Well, if, if Phil had scored, Eric would only have missed." <laughs> so we never it, stood a chance. I found it extraordinary. I th- but, you, know, but, you know what I found really touching about that game was that um, Harry Wilson's how, kick. Oh, that was unbelievable. I mean, they've got what a great combination of youth and experience Derby oh, have got. They're, yeah. they're definitely a team to watch this season. If, if, if people don't realise already, I'm sure they do. Um, I was really, it was really good TV for me. It just I just enjoyed it personally to see how proud Frank Lampard was of his team. Mm. Yeah. He, he, it's almost like he couldn't articulate how proud he, he was. Mm. His chest was swelling full of pride, saying mm. it's up there with one of his best ever memories in football. Yeah, and, he's loving management. Because, and, and I think I understand, I completely understand why, because he would have had a lot of experience of going and playing at places at Old Trafford and he would have had some success and he would have sometimes fallen short. And of course, in this game, he was up against his old manager and really a, a mentor, mm, a, a, player, a manager who who took his career onto a, to another level entirely. And for him, okay, they've won on penalty, so they've sneaked it really on paper. But for large um, parts of that game, Derby controlled the game. Mm-hmm. And for them, for a team in the championship in... Kevin, uh, Kevin, in Frank Lampard's first job to go and do that, I can see absolutely why he's so proud of them for doing that because those young players excelled themselves. Mount again, Wilson, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, one or two others, just fantastic performance. Mm. Jim, you mentioned about West Ham fans remembering those kind of nights. Well, Derby County fans will remember that winning at yeah, Old Trafford absolutely. in the couple of penalties. And I mean, it does feel like very quickly Frank Lampard's winning mentality has has transferred into that team. You can see that they play with a sort of with a real zest and a real belief in themselves. And I think that comes from having a figure like Lampard there, who not only you know has that reputation, but he's, he carries himself so well, and he mm. always has done it. He's always made Apart it Apart from that time that he got sent off recently. Who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I well, never that. Passion, isn't it? Passion. <laughs> and, 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 but generally, he does carry himself. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, Diego Simeone does that all the time, and no one says he's not a good manager. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he, does, he doesn't carry himself that well sometimes. But he's a great manager. Remember when he ran on the pitch after the Champions League? I'm not going to forget that. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you look. At, but you look at the the exact same uh, fixture last season in the FA Cup. Yeah. Where Man United beat uh, Derby quite, you know, quite tidily, quite easily two 0 Like Grant Lampard's already improved on that. Yeah. In the exact same and, fixture and, in the Cup. There is, a, and I know that we can be very critical of Man United, and, and they do seem a little bit rudderless, and all this stuff with Mourinho and Pogba, of course, and this, that, and the other. There is also like an element where I think that's a three hundred odd million pound team, and they're chucking on Fellaini, and they're getting getting nod downs, mm. and they're, and Fellaini's Ooh. causing havoc in the box, and that's yeah. getting them a last minute draw in the League Cup against a Championship team, and and you just think, even if they put a good performance together, mm. they never under Mourinho at the moment they never feel too mm. far away from a bad performance. They, yeah, they're not doing a, a Chelsea. Um, run or a Liverpool run the league or or Man City they just seem as I said on Monday they just seem miles away they've got some good young players I, I really like the look of Dallow by the way who, who they've mm. picked up he looks like he delivered the cross for the Fellaini goal of course mm. and he looks like he can, he's got great delivery and he's only young you do fear for United though by their own high well, they've got they've, their, they've got a great academy they've got great facilities there's no reason why they shouldn't be bringing players through but it's Scott prob- McTominay, player of the year, mate. But the problem is, when they get to the first team, they've got a reckon with bloody Jose Mourinho well, who doesn't bring players on. What's really interesting as well, the price tag thing that you mentioned there, Luke, I find really interesting because, you know, however much that team cost, um, it almost looks like Mourinho doesn't see it that way. It's like he doesn't value them. 
Like he's, he just doesn't think they're that good. There's loads of players in that squad he doesn't trust, clearly doesn't like on a personal level in some cases. So mm. he's not allowing them to play um, an elite style of football because he doesn't believe they've got it in them. And that must be so disheartening if you are one of those players. I mean, Paul Pogba keeps, you know... Um, sort of shooting off in the press without actually doing it and having these very actually very Mourinho-style digs yeah. at his manager. And they, it's becoming this sort of very undignified Jim, you're absolutely pitched right. battle. They need to make... I know that's difficult for them because of the transfer window, but they need to make a decision about what they're going to do with Paul Pogba as soon as possible mm. because because it's a, no, no player should be bigger than the club and Mourinho want, always wants to be the biggest personality at the club he manages. And for, for better or worse, and you can have your own opinions on how good Pogba is. I saw Jamie Carragher the other day, it might have been yesterday actually, saying that he doesn't think Pogba was worth the trouble. That's his opinion. I understand people who say that. Pogba's got a great track record of, of winning things. He's a World Cup winner. Obviously, he was amazing at Juventus, among all those other good players. But if he's become, if that sideshow is threatening to consume their season, they have to make a decision. Yeah. They're not going to... It's not going to go down as the worst decision in history, whatever goes on after it, no. if, they, if they sell Paul Pogba. He's not going to be the first great player to not get on with the no, manager and, and not work. And, and especially, it's very stark, his form for his national team. It's stark, the form, as you said, uh, at Juventus with a lot of other great players around him. People can see the difference, uh, whether that's Jose Mourinho's fault, whether that's just, you know, Paul Pogba just not pulling his pulling his weight's fault. I, I happen to think it's possibly a little bit of both. Um, mm. But if Jose Mourinho has to leave because of Paul Pogba, you can only bring in one or two managers who have a bigger... Uh, a bigger reputation than Jose yeah. Mourinho in the game, and it's going to be someone like Zidane, who, you know, he was it's, spotted it's, in it's, London it's the not, other day. He was, was he? photograph Ooh. and everything. Was he oh. hanging out with you, Marcus? He was hanging out a red telephone box. Yeah, mm. which was I've he? seen you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, for <laughs> perhaps different reasons. Let's put out that little posters. Take it down, little posters. I know, and I know you put them up, and I wish you wouldn't use that photo. But have sex with a Sasquatch. <laughs> what? Right, Move that, on. That's enough. Isn't you know it? what? Move on. Okay. Um, looking at the bigger picture, <laughs> of course, all this uh, Pogba Mourinho stuff has upset Dimitar Berbatov. Football should be about what happens on the pitch, not who has the biggest dick. Can't we? Have, well, wow. Why not both? Yeah, I mean, that that's is what I wrote on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> it's an alternative hey. to penalties. Yeah, <laughs> true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, off at the end of the game. <laughs> Phil Jones has got a chance. <laughs> He's a tall man. You imagine that you could just imagine the manager walking off going, well, it's a lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. It's, it's chat roulette. Have they, have they brought Dion Dublin out of retirement? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, um, I, I did a little uh, poll hilariously on, on Twitter. Who should be the next second captain at Manchester United? A whopping 76%. Um, uh, for Scott McTominay, obviously, yeah. Mm. I mean, you, the you, only logical yeah. choice. Well, exactly, I mean, yeah. the choice was Scott McTominay or Luke Shaw. So uh, it was <laughs> Scott McTominay. Yeah, so McTom- the people of uh, the people of you know spoken. They've spoken. Man- M- McTominay um, means McTominay. McTominay was um, an unused substitute against Derby. So if you're going to do that, Mourinho, if you're going to play games with oh, a talent of that quality, mm. don't be surprised if it bites you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. we haven't touched on um, the vice captaincy being taken away from Pogba as well. Do we need so, to? It's just another. I mean, it's you know, it's part of the soap opera. Yeah, it's all very part of the soap opera. That training ground video is brilliant, though. Yeah. <laughs> Pogba's face is unbelievable. Yeah. I, like, I beg your pardon. Yeah. Yeah. Was he looks at someone filming else? it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> uh, shall we go to the other half of, of Manchester? Mm. Manchester City versus Brighton. Uh, Phil Foden starred in Man City's win against Oxford United. Carl Robinson compared him... Uh, uh, sorry, um, Oxford United boss Carl Robinson compared him to Anderson Iniesta. 
Guardiola said about Foden, my dream is for him to stay 10 years. And if Phil stays for 10 years, he can in the next decade play regularly. And after that, I don't know what is going to happen with him. It's a weird thing to say. It's yeah. a very, I mean, he's a fizzy headed weirdo, isn't he? Guardiola. <laughs> So he's probably caught in one of his post-match reveries. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. I, I did think there was Having okay. a pop at Ryan Bertrand or whatever it was. <laughs> no, Nathan Redmond. Nathan Redmond, Redmond, yeah. Was Redmond yeah. yeah. I think we all want to see Foden start, but I mean, it is up to you, Mr Guardiola. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. very much in the driving seat with that one. It's, I, I like the fact I that hope we, he starts. We, got, we got so many complaints that we didn't talk about Man City enough when they you know, beat teams 5-0. Don't worry, the, the next one's but, just around the corner. Well, well, he can have the Oxford one. We can chat about you when you've been in Oxford. <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. And they, uh, they, and they, yeah, they gubbed them. They gubbed yeah, it was, it was gubbing, a I, mean, I didn't see it because yeah. I was watching the United game. Of course you were. Yeah. Cool. You keep doing this to yourself. I yeah. know, oh, I keep watching my United. No, that was well, the best, much better game to watch. To be I keep, there's, too much, there's so Fork. much peril, there's so much at, uh, at stake. Yeah, yeah I, I keep thinking something's going to happen every time I watch them at the moment. Fine, it did, didn't it? It did. You want to see watching Phil Jones at the moment is like watching fine art. It's like, God, what does it mean? It's more like modern art, I'd say. No, it's more like watching a really good clown, isn't it? Yeah. This is a great clown. I can't, I can't see for the life of me. I mean, for a player who's got X amount of England caps and how many Man United appearances we worked out earlier, almost 200. For me, he's not a Man United quality player. Well, but it's, it seems, it seems mad it. to say that. He is at the mm. moment. Because he's played almost 200 times for them. Yeah, so what yeah. do I know? Yeah. Um, but Manchester City, that, that loss to Leon in the Champions League seems a bit of an anomaly so far in the season. Because aside from that, it's, it's been pretty much uh, a continuation of, yeah, of last year, absolutely. hasn't it? And do you think they're better than they were last season? It was early days, but you think of the people that well, they've... points-wise, no. <laughs> in the league, yeah. Or well, in the Champions League. Well, they haven't played as many games, of course, in True. the league so far. Good. Um, <laughs> have they reached 100? Worse. No. Definitely Fallen worse. Well short. <laughs> yeah, indeed. They're 84 points off last year's total. Uh, yeah. Or something no, like that. Time yeah. to make that one up. That's a big swing. Yeah, <laughs> it is a big swing. Let's not get back to the penalty thing again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is hard to say, isn't it? But um, I th- you know, they only signed Riyad Mahrez, didn't they? But he looks like he's just hit the ground running for them. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a few sort of appearances under his belt. I think mm-hmm. got, is it three goals from now? Like he just looks like this, this, the same player from Leicester. He doesn't look out of place at all. He's, he's playing in that exact style, and that's going to be a real, real asset for them as well. And if you if you've got players like Foden coming through, this is probably why they didn't sign many players. Um, then. I mean, they've just augmented what they have. And as we know, what they have is absolutely incredible. So um, I th- it was really exciting to see Foden. Um, the ball he played through to Mahrez, his, his, his goal, um, was, was superb. Although he had a lot to do, Mahrez, and he, he just controlled it so beautifully. That, yeah, they just, you know, they, I think they're going to be a sort of artisan's dream yet again. <laughs> I know what you mean. I, th- I think that with, with Manchester City, you know, they're at home to Brighton. You'd expect them to win sort of three, four, five, wouldn't you? Whereas, whereas some other side, we'll talk about Liverpool and Chelsea in the in the second half. I, I just think Manchester City, when especially when they're at home against some of the lesser sides, well, even when they're away. I mean, look at what they did with Cardiff. It's it, it's going to take an awful lot to stop them. But with but you know you never know. I mean, Wolves did get a point off them. You You're know? not at their place though, and Brighton away from home are a poor side. Yeah, that's the that's the that's well, the point. Well, right. well, they are with Brighton. I, I I did think about this because apart from that win against Manchester United, which was at home and. You know they had decent comebacks against Fulham and Southampton, but Fulham and Southampton are, are not brilliant. Um, and, and I think they were definitely at home against Fulham. Were they at home against Southampton? They uh, no, they're away. Oh, were they yeah, away? They, okay. they drew two on the row, two games in a row. One was home, one was away. Right. Okay. Fair, fair enough. I mean, at home, I think with Brighton, you know, with the stadium and all, and the, and the fans getting behind them, they could have that sort of cauldron-like atmosphere. And, and there's play on, or, or, you know, heart on the sleeve kind of stuff and, and be a bit swashbuckling. Whereas away from home, I, I do worry. We're just in a situation with, with this type of fixture where if a team like Brighton are going to get anything out of a game away at Man City, 
it has to be one of those almost lightning strike events where yeah. everything has to go right for yeah. them. They have to Man City have to miss a hatful of chances, uh, and Brighton have to stay so compact and work so hard that they might just nick something. I, but, do, that's, but, I, I, I think the pressure's off for teams like that because it's, it's oh, a free, it is for them, it is yeah. a free hit yeah, for, for them because they are playing Man City. But also Cardiff, Huddersfield, they're all but down for me for the way they played or certainly started the season. You're only looking at one space between about you know five or six really dreadful teams are going to be vying for that one. And I don't think Brian... Brian? I don't think Brian Brighton is in <laughs> yeah. that particular... Uh, uh, but then, to be fair, to Newcastle, they only lost 2-1. And I, and I know we talk about Benitez setting up defensively in game, game management and so on. So uh, I, I think you, you, you could argue, though, that... And it took a, a great goal from Carl Walker. To sure, me. but Benitez is one of the best managers in the world at doing that. Yes. I mean, it, it, it's easily forgotten just the, the pedigree of Rafa Benitez and the manager mm-hmm. because, with, you know, with all due respect, he's at Newcastle and people don't outside of this country won't necessarily probably follow what he's doing very much. Chris Hewton was also there. He's not. Chris Hewton isn't the level of, um, of, of Benitez as a manager. But you look at Man City last time out, they went to Cardiff and they won 5-0. And, and it took them, I think, half an hour or so to score. It's all too often, it feels like these days, that you say what I just said there about Brighton, they need to just everything needs to go right for them. Five six minutes in, Man City score. You feel like you've, I don't know if it's true or not, but you feel like the game's over. Yeah, point. I know what you mean. And they're set up to to keep Man City out. They're not set up to score. Yeah. So as soon as they go a goal down, it's very hard for them to adjust. Over three and a half goals is four to five in this one with bet three six five. So ten pound returns eighteen pound, including stake. I fear for Brighton in this game. Can't see how they're going to get anything out of it, but I'd bloody love to see it happen because it'll be a bit out of the ordinary and that's what we're all about. That's what we're all about. Speaking of which, it's now time for emails with PT. Time for emails. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! You've got mail. Oh, I've got mail. Uh, Oliver Platt says, hello, good day, boys, actually. Did he want his... No, we're good. We're fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, love this show and the rest of it. I don't know what the rest of it is. Uh, here's a great story. Here's a great story about... Have you heard about this uh, alleged footballer, Nelly Yoa, from Down Under and his incredible career? No, I haven't. No, go on. Earlier this year, Big Nell made the front page of a major Australian newspaper after writing opinion piece, an opinion piece regarding uh, Sudanese gang violence in Melbourne, Australia. He even made it onto the television and was introduced by Sky News as a professional athlete and an aspiring socceroo. In his article and on TV, Nelly spoke about his incredible career as a footballer. This included promising trials at QPR and Chelsea, a stint at A-League club Melbourne City and a season playing Aussie Rose football for arguably the biggest club in Australia, Collingwood. Uh, Nelly even went as far to say that if it wasn't for a machete tackle attack in 2014 he would have been in contention for a call up at the 2014 World Cup off the field Nelly claims to be sponsored by Nike and Mercedes Benz and a brand ambassador for American Express he also says he's best mates with Usain Bolt <laughs> problem is nothing of not, none of this is true he yeah. goes too it's too far but, every, exactly. club, is, every you know. club he mentioned has denied having any records of him involved in their organisation the sort of lie you could get away with in the 80s you know what I mean yeah. like not, yeah. not, yeah. not yeah. now the Brazilian, people keep records the, the Brazilian Kaiser. footballer Kaiser, yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly right. um, even Usain Bolt's PR team denied any connections to the great man uh, images used by uh, Yoa from on his Instagram are either clearly from stadium tours during the uh, <laughs> during the obligatory fake press conference and contract signing 
or just photos of different players. This includes a video of his, or rather Samuel Eto'o's goal against Arsenal. And <laughs> <laughs> it's not even picked an obscure one. <laughs> Find one from like the lower league. He gets an amazing goal in the lower league. He's picked Samuel Eto'o. Arguably in the top five most famous African footballers ever. Yeah. Uh, and an image of uh, Nelly, aka Islam Faroz, uh, talking to Mourinho, learning from the best. Uh, various Aussie news outlets use his images and words uh, until work out that Nelly was an absolute fake. However, he's still at it. Just last Monday, Nelly was spotted at the AFL award night for best player, the Aussie Ruse Ballon d'Or. Did he win Suited it? and booted. <laughs> he got in by hiding in a toilet, apparently. Your uh, still maintains that his career speaks for itself. Yeah, so, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got his 15 minutes as uh, Oliver makes the point. It's a, it's a wonderful story and long may his career continue. Yeah, so yeah, to speak. His favourite podcast is the Football Ramble. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I've heard, yeah. Uh-huh. I think employers expect you to exaggerate a little bit on your CV. Yeah, yeah, massively. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe not that much. Yeah. Uh, this is from Adam. Hello, Adam. Uh, sitting here at work in sunny uh, Leicester, listening to your Tuesday show, the Vardy revelations, uh, the Yates's and Lloyd's chat. Couldn't be close to the truth if you tried. Uh, a few years ago, I was studying at uh, DMU, the great... Um, Pete, you're one my, of their alumnus. My, my alumnus. I didn't graduate. Library fines. I was drinking at uh, one of the local student pubs on a Saturday night. I noticed a friend of mine I played weekend football with playing pool with a couple of chaps. I went over to catch up with my pal and upon greeting him, realised he was with lesser players, Luke Moore and Jamie Vardy. Hang on. Luke Moore. So he said Yates's and Weatherspoons. We, we couldn't be further from the truth. And the furthest thing from the truth is a student bar. Mm. Yeah. No, I said closer to the truth. Oh, oh closer yeah. to the truth. Yeah. Well, yeah. then, um, spot on. Uh, what, what, Le- what Leicester players is he with? Uh, Luke Moore and uh, Jamie Vardy. Lovely. Who's Luke Moore? You know Luke Should Moore. Should be the footballer, Luke Moore. Oh, Not, well, this must have been going back a yeah, while. This must yeah, be a yeah it's a long ago. time. Well, let me continue. Uh, to cut a long story short, I abandoned my then-girlfriend. Uh, she had friends in the pub, but it was probably fine. Uh, at the time, to begin a bar crawl with Vardy and the lads. Uh, Vodka Revolution was indeed... The first bar we ascended. It's at the there bottom of New York. It's a great I mean, choice. he was obviously with Liam Moore, not Luke Moore. <laughs> okay, right, carry well, on. Carry right. on. I'm Luke Moore. All right. oh, you hang know on, me. Hang on, hang on, hang right. on. Is this guy mates with the, Nelly you, or whatever? Do you the clack clacking of the keyboards, I had a little check. All right. Yeah. All right, Liam Moore. Luke Moore could have played for Leicester back in the day. Liam. Liam. Yes. Liam Moore. Yeah. All right. Liam Moore. That's a go at me for doing his research. Apparently, Blue Wicked is not his drink of choice. He's more of a desperado man. Yeah, that's equally as bad, though. Yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, so just letting you know what uh, what his uh, tipple of choice is. The reason that was a good piece of content from us on Monday, yes, I say content, mm-hmm. hashtag content, mm-hmm. because we all knew it was true. Yeah. We all knew it was going to be true. Yeah. And um, I'm disappointed he didn't take his own packet of Skittles to the pub. <laughs> well, we don't well, know they have, that he didn't. They have pre- <laughs> true. Well, Vodka Revolution have their, pre, uh, their pre-skittled vodka. They have there different flavour vodka. So you don't need to flavour your own vodka. There you go. <sighs> Unless you're at home. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, show at thefootballramble.com if you want to get in touch. There we are. Right, after the break, we'll talk about Chelsea, Liverpool and Everton and Fulham. See you in a moment. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Oh, Chelsea versus Liverpool. 
is happening this weekend. So soon after the last one. Mm. Fire rubber of the weekend. Mm. I'd say so. I'd Saturday say so. tea time treat. Well, of course, we know that Chelsea can beat Liverpool. Because they did it. Because yesterday. they did it very, very recently. <laughs> we've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Eden Hazard got oh. one of the goals of our times. Can I can I put something out there that you guys to co- to comment on? And hopefully you won't judge me for this, and uh-huh. listeners at home won't judge it either. You get in the England squad? With Hazard. He seems to be able to go up to a next level gear yep. whenever he wants. Yeah, I know. What you but mean. he doesn't seem to do it all the time, and I can't yeah. work out why. Yeah, I know what you mean. He, yeah. He's got a real burst of pace and power. Yeah, um, power. That, uh, <laughs> the, it, yeah, that goal's a perfect example of it. And I think Jamie Carragher made the point as well in, in the commentary last night. He said, said something along the lines of, um, "You know, he's never seen a player who who does so many successful back heels. Like the flicks and tricks always seem to come, come off. Yeah. He's just got so much power in those legs as well that he does have that burst. And you know, sometimes it's just like he's going to force the ball into the net. But I know what you mean. It feels like. Well, yeah, I would be interested if, if Chelsea fans who love him, obviously, and you know, some mm. some people will say he's the, one of the best ever players, if not the best. I wonder if there's an element of the Chelsea support that just get a bit frustrated because they think, why isn't he doing this so often? Because because it wasn't that long ago where people were saying if Hazard was a bit more consistent. He'd be in Messi or Ronaldo and be in mm. their sort of ca- category. And then recently we've seen Kylian Mbappe perhaps move up towards that sort of bracket. Mm-hmm. You know, hilariously at the expense of Neymar, but that's like a different story. <laughs> but people seem to think, people who know loads more about football than us seem to think that Hazard's got the ability to do that. Well, everyone's, I mean, Ross Barkley was waxing lyrical after the match about him. And, and Gianfranco Zola said that uh, Sari could make Hazard an even better player and, and help him reach his potential. But isn't yeah. that, I mean, he used the, the word potential, which seems. Amazing. Is that consistency that elevates a player of mercurial talent? You know, there's probably not that much difference between a player like Hatem Benafa, who's been talked about a lot this week, and those kind of level players. But it's five matches off, one match on for him. Hazard, that's way higher, obviously, but he's not quite. Yeah, and and the the insight we got from that when I talked to Matt Taylor and Randall Mm. Meeks, and he said he he couldn't tell you how many people were more talented than him that didn't become professional footballers Mm. because he said that. What I think what he's, what people tend to think is that if you're talented enough, you'll always make it. But actually, for for the vast majority of players, unless you're a George Best or whatever, mm. you have to work really, really it's hard. Ne- it's and Neville some people Neville. and some people either don't have the the natural athletic ability to compete at the top level because mm. a lot of it's down to how naturally fit you are as well and your capacity, and also the mental toughness, the 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 dedication, the hard work, the commitment, all that kind of stuff does come into play. And that's clearly a problem with people like Ben Arthur. Mm. I mean, Adal Tarat's another one, oh, yeah. Yeah. just really talented but never quite there. Now, of course, we're not saying Hazard's in that category. Agree. But there must be a reason why he's not quite at you, that very top. Do you top think with Hazard, he's, he, he, he's always linked with moves away. He's always linked with Real Madrid and summer and all this kind of stuff. And he, and he never always fully commits with his words, does he? So it was like, well, you know, we'll see. And then in the end, he ends up there. Do you think for him, he's kind of, there is an element maybe of him thinking, you know, I play for Chelsea, yeah, yeah, but I'll move to Real Madrid one day, I'll get that move and then I'll really turn it on. You never mm, know yeah. with the mind of a professional footballer. It must be it's very difficult, of course, if you don't know, mm. uh, if, you know, if, if you've never played the game. Generally. Yeah, quite. Yeah. Could part of it also be, though, that Chelsea are a bit of a um, chaotic team at times in, in terms of how, how often they change managers and the different styles that those managers attempt to He gets a lot of the ball in every match, though, and, 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 and yeah. defenders do tend to sort of back off him because they because he's a quick player and they don't want to get defeated mm. by pace or them just, him just knocking the ball past him. So they do sort of stay off him. So he does have enough room to do stuff. So I don't understand why he goes missing. I saw it at Newcastle at the back end of the season. Kind of anonymous for a lot of a couple of couple of tricks, couple of back heels, but other than that. I, I wonder with Hazard, I think that he, I, 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 I would suggest that's it, that, 
he is a bit like, yeah, you know, I, I, I know I'm the best player here probably or one of them and so on. And, and he wants to move to ultimately a Real Madrid well, I, or something and be surrounded by a couple the of months ago. Best. A couple of months ago, he said after six, what was it? I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something like after six wonderful years at Chelsea, it might be time to try yeah. try something different. That's what I mean, yeah. And yeah. that was obviously all bracketed in the, in the idea that they're going to be a Europa League team this season. Mm. And that was one that people were wondering whether Hazard would accept that. Um but yeah, I mean, clearly he's, he's going to be sticking around for a wee while at least. You would you would think so. Uh, talking of uh, managers and Chelsea and all the rest of it, Sarri's obviously come in. And uh, Jurgen Klopp was, was talking up Chelsea before the cup match and he said that uh, Chelsea should be considered title contenders. And since Sarri has come in, he said it's the biggest change in style in such a short period of time he's seen in football, I suppose, so successfully, mm. yeah. you, you, you would argue. And it's true, Chelsea have been brilliant this season. They've really gone under the radar because the chat has always all been about Liverpool Man City. Yeah. Um, and that'll suit Chelsea. I did a, when I was on the radio a while back, we did a preview of the season. Everything was about Liverpool Man City. No one was really talking about Chelsea. People were wondering what was going to happen with Surrey. And of course, he started well. But Marcus, I think it was you, said a week or so ago that they've not actually been fully tested mm-hmm. yet. I mean, apart from with respect to Jim, it was an opening game, game of the season against mm. Arsenal, wasn't it? And that's always a bit yeah. tricky. Yeah, well, but, a bit of a test at Liverpool. I yeah, know it's it, only a it cup. is, but one, not, not enough has been made of the fact that Liverpool were very close to winning this game. And they made, I think, if you're going to be generous, you could say they made eight changes. Mm. Their entire back five was different. Mm. Um, none of those back five who played against Chelsea would start uh, in, in Liverpool's strongest team. Fabinho doesn't start in their strongest Sturridge. team at the moment. Sturridge and Shakiri. So you've got you've got a big a big change, and they and they and they they came quite close to winning the game. They were ten minutes away, I think, or so, and they were one nil up. So it will be a different story at the weekend. I'm not, su- and it's going to be at Stamford Bridge, of course, but I- I'm not suggesting that Liverpool will, 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 will turn them over, but it will be a different game. There's seven to four second favourites now, Liverpool, to win the Premier League. So people are still thinking Man City and Liverpool are out there. Um, £10 with bet 365 returns, £27.50, including stakes, should they lift the title. Are you concerned that if Chelsea do get to cup finals, they go far in competitions, you know, in, in, in these sort of big games when they're kind of league title deciders, that Sarri won't change his 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 outfit. He will still wear that sort of baggy tracksuit. I was I was thought you were going to say formation because he yeah. might have a change. No 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 no, no 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 no. I'm not worried about the formation. It's working. I'm is the fashion I'm surprised at his. Uh, you know, you, you kind of with, with managers from that. You know, um, that part of Europe. You sort of think a classy kind of Armani suits and all that stuff. Yeah. Just not. Do you know what needs to happen? They do love a tracksuit though down in Naples. Mm. Yeah, but as yeah, a, as but they do actually, but as authentically a bare, Neapolitan, actually. as a bare minimum. They need to, someone needs to get hold of his clothes and burn them. No, wash them on a hot wash to shrink them. <laughs> oh yeah, shrink them. That's yeah. what I mean. He doesn't wear the tracksuit obviously as mm. well as Antonio Conte. No, he's like a man who's got sunburns. So he wears clothes way too big for him. He's like, ah, oh, I don't want it near he's my a, skin. He's, he's an artist. He's <laughs> not, you know, he's not the same as, as other football managers. And I'm telling no. you, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading his novel because he's working so hard on it on the touchline. Do you think he should be allowed to chew a cigarette butt on the, on the, on the telly? That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Mm. If he was smoking a cigarette, that would be unacceptable. Chewing it is somehow okay. That is yeah. weird. I don't really understand He's that. found a loophole there, I think. Yeah. If, he che- if he properly chewed it, like he just puts it in his mouth. It's weird. And I find sucks it, it through the filter. I find it tough to look at. Yeah, mm. but at least he could borrow a toothbrush from that guy from Stamford Bridge. could do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's always an option, Jim. Minty. Uh, Everton host Fulham on the weekend. Jordan mm. Pickford signed a six-year deal at Everton. Well done, Pickers. Wee. It's all going there. So that's richly deserved, isn't it? It's yeah. all going his yeah. way. Usually. It's all going his way. That's Everton's <clears throat> defence for you. Indeed it is, Jim. <laughs> but what about further up the field for, for Everton? Uh, Theo Walcott recently spoke about Marco Silva being there and how he's enjoying playing under him. And he mentioned that he fell out of love uh, with football for a bit. 
an undetermined period of time, we'll say. He's, yeah. He did but say before it was a couple of years, I think. Yeah, but he, but he, he, he's back in love with the game, and I think Walcott's doing okay. I, I, was it Charlie Nicholas or one of the pundits was saying that he should have gone to Southampton? He should have gone somewhere where he can play as a central striker. And I sort of think, I think the, the days of talking about yeah. Walcott as a central striker. Well, yes, no. he can fill in there, but really his position well, is. Yeah, I mean Walcott himself. He made a lot of noises for a long time about how he wanted to play centrally. Uh, then he. he Tried it for a bit and with, with very mixed good results. It. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't as bad as people make out, actually. He surely um, scored more goals from further back, though. Or, 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 well, yeah, but I mean, he wide. played more games from out mm. there. But, I mean, he um, can play as a striker, but it's not yeah. his strongest position. But he himself eventually said, you know what, actually, I, I am a wide player. This does suit me better. And yeah. he sort of accepted that well, now. Thanks so for that season and a half where you whinged about it constantly <laughs> and mugged <laughs> off your fans. It's a ridiculous thing to say <laughs> if it was Charlie Nicholas saying that because he's going to... Fine, first of all... I think it was Charlie. Whoever it was. As long as it wasn't me, I don't care. No, find 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 me a player that doesn't think Marco Silva's a brilliant coach. It's impossible. Every player you you read about says um, they love working with him. Yeah. Uh, And two, with respect, he's not going to learn anything back at Southampton. He came through there. He he knows the club well. He's not going to learn anything under Mm. Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes isn't that type of manager. Well, he went to Everton before Silva was there, but yeah, I know what you're saying. But they're fine. Yeah. Okay, fine. So he signed for Allardyce. He's probably not learning anything under him either. But the, <laughs> the position he's in at the moment, he's not going to go. Well, he's, he's, he's enjoying himself. Exactly, he's very, exactly. he's, and Marco Silva, in terms of what players' reputations of him are, yeah. everyone loves him. And Silva as well, he likes to get goals from, from all angles and from his teams. And we talked about Everton not having a particularly brilliant centre forward. He will look to Walcott as an mm. outlet for goals. Walcott is off the mark this season. Uh, and I tell you what. Richarlison, you would imagine, will score yeah, a fair yeah. and, few. And they've got I mean, he does it. He, he will do anything. Actually, yeah, we were saying recently, weren't we, with a, you know, replacing Lukaku is, is an impossible task for a team like Everton. But if they can get Richarlison, you know, keeping his form up all season, he might be another bargain like that. Yeah, yeah and I think they've got Everton fans and, and people who are involved in the club have got to be patient. They've got so many sort of young and youngish players. I mean, Michael King's had a good start to the season. He's only mid-20s for a centre-back. It's not mm-hmm. that old. Richarlison's only 21. Um, Pickford's obviously young and they've got yeah. him now locked into a long John Joe Kenny Mason Holgate Tom Davis who captained them the other day they've got some good at 20 years old and some of their young players are playing yeah Adam Ayer Lookman, Lookman mm. Calvert-Lewin um, Kurt Zuma is only 23 or something really? it seems mad given he's been around for so long yeah Everton they've only got six points from six matches it is early days but you would expect surely for them to kick on at some point you know because we talk about there's no mid-table sides and so on Everton this season under Silver with some of the players they had I, I would almost go as far as to say if they don't have a kind of a, at least a sort of 10th place finish you might think opportunity missed for, mm. for, for a fairly and, decent season top half finish and there are still question marks about Silva I'll say what, say what you like about how many how much the players love him but he's he's not really proven himself to do an awful lot in England yet mm-hmm. I know he's done a lot overseas and I think he's a great coach and I think in time he'll be amazing mm. but he's still got to get some stuff under his belt and yeah. Everton's a big enough club for him to do so how does he stop Mitrovic? Well, Mitrovic's first to score, uh, sorry, to score first is seven to one with Bet365. So £10, that will return £80, including stake, should he hit the net before anyone else. And you'd be a fool to doubt that man in the form he's in. Absolutely right. I mean, despite Mitrovic, Fulham do have a little bit of a, a lack of resilience and, and shown to be a bit soft at the core, which is a lot of people have seen. And I know, Luke, you've aired that as well. They managed to come back against Watford on the weekend when Watford really should have had the game won. And Watford with Deeney and so on. I know they're big, strong lads and they put themselves about a bit, but they did bully Fulham. And, and you know, if you're a Fulham fan, you would sort of be a bit concerned there. However, they did get a point. Mm. So I, I don't know with Fulham. I, I, I do sort of worry a little bit about that. But then Pete with Mitrovic up there, the battering ram. <laughs> 
Well, a battering ram that needs a, a couple of shots before he... Uh, oh, for crying out loud. Oh, come on, don't turn I'm ju- on I, I just hero. won't have you stealing my beautiful boy. Well, I mean... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're gloating. There was, there was no... There was nothing stolen. It was very much offered a nice new home. And like the new it. boyfriend's texting me going, ah-ha, <laughs> the sele- the selection, messed uh, it up. The selection against Watford in midfield was good because they had Seri who could look after the ball and he's quite uh-huh. tough. Mm-hmm. He's small, but he's quite tough. They picked McDonald, didn't they, as mm-hmm. well? And a lot of that comes from the fact that Kearney's. Uh, injured or whatever, and the Johansson as well, who's 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 quite robust too. And so that, I think that he's he's identified that there. But still, though, the back line yeah. um, need a bit more gelling. But I mean, they've Watford made quite a robust and large. Well, well, yeah. I there think every that. team sort of look at that and go, "Well, that's just a completely different physicality from any other game we'll face this season because they are just big boys." Yeah, big boys, big boys, uh, big boys in boots. Okay, then. Well, <laughs> uh, Luke, what is our best bet with Bet Three Six Five? Well. We need to start. The tension's high here. Shall, oh. I, shall I put a bit of uh, drawn? Oh. Yeah. The, um, the, you can cut the atmosphere with a knife in this studio. I'll tell you something. Mm. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, Andy Duncan, going for his hat trick. Go on, Andy. Uh, he's been in touch. He says, hello again, chaps. Here we are. Football. Bloody hell. Yes. Even though it'll prolong my nerves, I'm going to go for the Saturday evening <laughs> kickoff at Stamford Bridge for oh. my potential hat, potential hat trick best bet. Oh, Andy. I know Liverpool have been uncharacteristically resolute in defence so far this season, keeping four clean sheets from a possible six in the league I mean you can take that back to sort of February time as well uh, but I think some of this has been down to the quality of opposition as much as it has been their improved back line the intricate movement of Hazard Pedro and Co will, by, by, will, sorry, will be by far the sternest test they will have faced to date and I don't think they'll be able to stop Chelsea scoring this, this coupled with Liverpool's own attacking power should hopefully make it a great game this fixture normally lead, uh, yields goals and both teams have scored in eight of the last ten games here we go therefore my best bet this week is for both teams to score with the added excitement of over nine corners in the oh, Chelsea. Oh, Andy, is that the you first naughty boy? Corner-related uh, bet using, we've had using Bet Three Six Five's Bet Builder feature. Currently priced about one point seven six to one with Bet Three Six Five. Fingers crossed. Cheers, Andy. There you are. There. But uh, both teams to score in over nine corners in this thigh rubber of the weekend is indeed one point seven six to one, meaning that it should come to should it come to pass, it will return one hundred and thirty eight pound, including stake for Prostate Cancer UK, where of course all proceeds go. You must be over the age of eighteen to gamble and do gamble responsibly. For more information, begambleaware.org. Chaps, what do you think? I'd say something. I'm preparing the bit on the good. wall. Yeah, it's a good bet. And like it, that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, it could I'm be the first order, of, uh, first order of the Ramble Empire. If you I, get that. I like the idea of um, Ramble the listeners all over the all over the country, nay the world, <laughs> keeping a tally on how many corners there are in yeah. every game on Saturday <laughs> tea time for the chance for Andy Duncan to immortalise himself. I'll tell you something, Andy. We world. are with you. Yeah, yeah we yeah. are with you. Godspeed, yeah. brother. Good and, luck. It, and I don't know what happens once he gets three. I suppose he gets he moves on. He stays there. I guess. Yeah. Is that up to him? Do we? Do, no, do I think we he has to stay. No, I, think, I think he has to stay. Pick up as many as he can. Yeah, yeah. Would it be Leicester City winning the league sort of level until would, he, if he gets to five, maybe? No, yeah, I think maybe. I think if you get three, then you, you've sort of won, and right. then the fourth and anything beyond that is like you. It's, it's like, like it's a, a procession. Yeah, it's like yeah, a Harlem yeah. Globe Re- reaching a hundred points. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. There we go. There we are. Godspeed, Andy. We wish you all the best, my friend. Oh my goodness! Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for going for gold. It is time for going for gold. The tension couldn't get any higher. Are you going to whinge about how long the Going For Gold uh, music is, Marcus? Maybe. No, play it. Play it. I love it. Whinge. <laughs> oh, you know. It's, a, it's the whole thing. You know. Oh. Smoke, I thought it sounded a bit different. Yeah. Well, he hasn't removed a second from this one, has he? 
This is you. This is what you did. You did this to us all. I'm enjoying it. I'm not. So. Oh, here we go. Right. It's time for you. For you to play your game. People are coming. Everyone's trying. Trying to be the best that they can. To reach for the sky when the stakes are so high. It's the bloody end of it. Where's the globe? Come on. It's good. I've got to get the whole thing out. Oh, my God. Jim, go for it. Fargo. This is some sort of extended edition. <laughs> little slight. I should point out Pete's wearing a Japan shirt. I am. Lord. <laughs> Thank fuck for that. The payoff at the end is Don't, brilliant. It's worth know. it. It was worth it. Come at me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. He put gold at the end. He, yeah. he did the so, end yeah, bit. Yeah, did it all. So, there we go. Is anyone that, still Marcus? listening? I'm happy. Carry on. I mean, they've sat through a lot of football chat. Yeah. So, yeah. if you can't enjoy that, you can't enjoy anything, in my yeah. humble opinion. Jimmy Clark! Thank Jamie. you, Jimmy Clark. <laughs> Come on, Clarks. Oh, I was born on Valentine's Day, 1983. Valentine's Day, 1983. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that story checks uh, out. Ruminate again. Uh, okay. I started my professional career at Auxerre, where I was part of the squad which won the Coup de France at uh, in 2005. Hmm. Coup de France. Jean-Pierre Gignac. Andre-Pierre Gignac. No. Oh, that was going to be a controversy. That was, oh, right. that was, a, that <laughs> okay. was a lovely guess, though, Jim. I it? won the Player of the Year for Auxerre in the 2006-2007 season, S- and I earned the nickname... Monsieur Fiable. Stop. Philip Mexis. Incorrect. I, know, I think I know his, but I can't remember his name. Monsieur Fiable. Handsome guy. Fiable. Handsome French. guy, eh? Blonde? Nah. Stop. Yoan Gorkouf? Yes, him! Incorrect. Oh. Yeah, well, Jim. In over 200 appearances in English football, I've scored four goals. Ooh. Stop. Cloud Makalele? Incorrect. No, he'd be older than that, wouldn't he? Nope. I have won the Emirates Cup twice. Oh. Jimbo, the pressure. Mm. Stop. Laurent Koscielny? Incorrect. Stop. Abu Dhabi? Incorrect. I have 65 caps for France and now ply my trade at Montreal Impact. Stop. Willem Gallas? Incorrect. 64 caps for France and played for Arsenal, Jim. Not necessarily played for Arsenal, won yeah. the Emirates Cup. Oh, yeah, cool, probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. Could, be the curve could be a red herring, couldn't mm. it? It could be the googly. <laughs> yeah. I, I defied football purists throughout my career by wearing the number three, even though I played it right back. Well. Oh. I mean, this wasn't worth the entire song. Bakary Sanya? It is Bakary Sanya! Congratulations, Jim. 
Boys, you had a head start. Yeah. You Jim, you, you, you know Every now. time Jim like chimed in with an answer, I was like, "Oh, he's lost what his what, his uh, guest for the round." Lovely old job. We move this on, on a bit further. Are we, are we all on three now? I think we're all on three. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check on the board outside in a minute. The final the final clue was uh, on New Year's Day 2011. I was stamped on by Birmingham City's Lee Bowyer. So there you go. Uh, nice present. Never mind. Welcome to the new year, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the preview show sponsored by Bet Three Six Five. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes. Luke Moore, say goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. Bye. Say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Goodbye. We're all going for gold. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.